0: all right
1: i would say welcome back maybe welcome back again for the first time this is not the focus target podcast this is the out of focus podcast so um we've been talking amongst ourselves about doing some more side projects doing some some more opportunities to bring you content from the focus target crew um our main podcast with the three of us myself smiley uh, my co-hosts uh, van and shy will always be focused target podcast. But if we do some of these things like today, where we're kind of doing something as a one-off on the side, um, that's going to be the out of focus podcast podcast um and will not involve everybody so thanks for joining us today this is this is uh smiley and with me today is shy um van is not here if you come to the focus target podcast for van's smiling face and and glowing voice uh we do as well um but uh because today's topic is Warbreaker, a book by brandon sanderson oh nice we even have the same copy look at that um van hasn't read that book Uh, i'm hopeful that maybe one day he will discover brandon sanderson's cosmere and will read it so we don't want to spoil it from him if you have not read warbreaker or even if you're in the middle of some other brandon sanderson's stuff like the stormlight chronicles or the mistborn books uh, i would advise you to go ahead and finish reading through those then come back and circle on this podcast later we are going to be discussing this book in its entirety um, we, we're going to be talking about spoilers. We talk about plot points. We may even touch on stuff from the other Brandon Sanderson books since they are all somewhat related. Um, so I, I'd hate to spoil that. These are all amazing books and great works and you owe it to yourself to enjoy them without being spoiled. So if you think you might you know, read these books in the future. I I advise you to wait until you've read it and then you'll know more what we're talking about anyway. But, uh, you know, Shy and I decided we we wanted to talk about the book and we thought, hey, maybe this is something that somebody else would be interested in. So this is our Warbreaker um, off, uh, out of focus podcast. and yeah, we're not—we're not, we're not going to be super formal. We're just going to kind of chat about it, and we'll see where it goes. So, um, it's our first time doing an out-of-focus target, pod, uh, an out-of-focus podcast like this. So uh, clearly, uh, we may be a little bit rough. Uh, so bear with us, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, how are you doing today, Shy?
0: Doing all right. Doing all right. Looking forward to talking to you about this book.
1: Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I—I um, I just so you read it a while ago right you've you're when's when did you last read this one
0: yeah so i've only read it once um okay. i read it it was because i read it oh when did i read it i read it um i think after reading I, I like you let's set it let's set the seat stage we're both kind of trying to catch up on cosmere books leading up to the release of
1: book, uh,
0: rhythm of war rhythm of war book, um book four, the archive. Yep. and so i started with um the way of kings and read um Words of Radiance. And mm-hmm. then at the time, I was just going to jump into Edge Dancer and then I was going to do, the, you know, those two Edge of Dancer and then Oathbringer and just do that. But then I'm like, I bought Warbreaker a while back like a year or two ago um actually yeah a while back and i'd never got into it i actually and, and i don't know if we want to talk about this now or get into it later when we kind of go through the book but like i, I didn't even get through the first chapter i kind of like started it and there's a specific reason i'm, I'm i think let's oh, get let, let's, let's get into okay. it a little bit later but yeah okay, so i started like then and i just kind of lost interest oh. in it, like, and um First, and the first chapter is with Vasher, right? When yeah, like the person? prologue. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> I was, trying to, remember, I was like, trying to remember, like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, so I had it on okay. my shelf. Um, when I finished Words of Radiance, I looked over, I'm like, you know, like, I know, um, I knew, I mean, there's a picture of the sword on the front, and I do remember in the prologue, he, I, I think, I remember him. He had, yes, he I has I don't it. know if I even got that far. I don't remember. All I know is okay. somewhere i don't know if on the back it talks about the sword yeah on the back it talks about the sword and i'm like so I, I felt like i knew that the sword that kind of shows up at the end of words of radiance and then definitely is more prominent in *Oathbringer* um is in it and, and the sword seemed really interesting and i'm like all right i kind of want to read the book now to learn about the sword so so I picked it back up and this was a couple months ago so i think also as a little bit of context to our view and you, you may have been about to cover this but smiley just finished this like last night is that yeah. right uh two nights, um, ago. two nights ago two nights ago it's yeah. been like a month or two since i've read it so um Smiley will probably be prompting a lot of stuff, and and I may not be. It's not as I'm, let me say it's not as fresh in my memory as I'm sure it is in Smiley's. Right. And just to give our
1: our listeners a little, a little context, if you're not aware, so Brandon Sanderson, who is my personal favorite author, I've actually met him. I've had him sign one of my books, uh, like about 10 years ago, which is which is pretty crazy when he was just getting started. But he has really become uh like the the tip top I feel of fantasy authorship right now. Like his books are so good and um they're all interconnected in, in a way they're all set in the cosmere which is essentially the same universe and many of these series take place on different planets in different locations kind of unrelated stories but they're all tied together uh by the sa- being in the same universe and m- the understanding is that it's part of a larger project that will kind of bring them all together almost like avengers style where right now we're getting a lot of like kind of the the background what do they call those the origin stories yeah right of some of these planets and these people who are then all gonna maybe be brought together for a greater purpose so um you know as as shy mentioned the fourth book of the stormlight archive which is kind of the the primary throughput of that is coming out on november 16th and um so both of us are kind of uh re- kind of catching up either rereading some books that we had read in the past or in my case i had never read warbringer i, I finally uh finally got around to it uh to pick it up and for most of the same reasons I, I i'd heard that there were some characters in the stormlight archive that 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 was kind of where they came from that they were kind of world hoppers as they call it. And so I was really interested to, to see what that was about. So, um, so that's where we are. So yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, what, what was it that kind of took you out of it early on? So the first, the prologue, if I remember correctly, you know, he's visiting a guy in prison who's, who's basically a, um, a, a rebel against the current establishment who's been, who's been captured and he kind of coerces him to, give up his, um, his magical spirit called his breath. Um,
0: but what was it that kind of threw you off? So we, we talked about the other day, knowing that you were kind of, you were getting into the book and I made the comment of how, you know, I felt like it started out kind of slow um and yeah. then you made the comment of like that's every sanderson book like they start out like, <laughs> kind of slow and then like and then they yeah. kind of the climax like i think we've all talked about how he has such a good job but maybe not climax is a good word but I'm climax crescendo like you know i mean he he's a crescendo is a, a good book, word coming to this this moment of like just impact and like and i think i don't know if you're the same way like i'll sometimes i'll even start his books off like they are slow so it's just slow and then like oftentimes like the last three 400 pages i've finished in like a night or something like i can't put the book down because it's like i like it's just happening you know you feel it like it's like a boulder rolling downhill and like it just you can't stop it
1: um yeah, let me see if i can find where i was um i was i was because like because it was here for for a while i have like an indentation. i had about 200 220 pages to go on Sunday afternoon. And I finished it at like 1:30 on on Sunday evening. So oh, I I did exactly what you just described. I was like, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm however long it takes. Uh, I'm just gonna have to finish this one tonight.
0: <laughs> so so let me explain why I struggled the first time I read it. And I'd be curious to jump to you and hear what like we will kind of jump around a little bit. I'd like to be curious to hear what the moment was for you that you're like, okay, I can't put this book down now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the reason I put it down the first time, like I didn't even get to the part where he, like I literally only made it a couple pages in. And I would say that it is, I feel like the book has a very complex form of, of magic, as you mentioned, yeah. like, and, yeah. and I started the first couple of pages and it was just very daunting. He started talking about colors. He started talking about clarity. He started talking about like putting things in shapes and imbuing breath. Yeah. And like, I was just like, I honestly, I looked at the book and I'm like, I just don't, I just don't have the interest right now to try to learn <laughs> this system. You know, it's like. Um, And and like, it's funny, this is going to be a little bit of an aside. I'll try to keep this really brief, but I think that, you know, we just did a movie podcast, right? And I think some of the best books and movies, what they do, and you mentioned Inception. I think Inception does a great job of this, is they will introduce a complex system that like the the director has come up with or the screenwriter has come up with this whole thing that you've probably never seen before in the case of Inception, like planting memories, going inside someone's mind, like, and they almost like right off the bat, they expose you to it in action. They show you this thing and you don't really know what's going on. You're like, what's happening. But by the end of the movie, they have maybe like a final sequence where it's happening again and you're almost like preempting the actors. Cause you understand it so well by that point. You're like, Oh, now you have to do that. Like, Oh, that's why they're doing that. Because I've, you know, like within two hours they basically onboarded you to this. Like, yeah. And so I think like, I kind of felt that I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to learn. Like this book is going to try to like explain this whole thing. It's almost like, so I just, at the time I was like, I just don't, I can't do it. Like, I don't, I don't have the mental capacity. I think we were, I might have been playing 14 or something at the time or like just didn't have the time, but.
1: well uh you know i'll quote the uh legendarium podcast um because i just you know after i read the mistborn series i went back and listened to their mistborn podcasts which were really good as well uh check out the legendarium podcast um but one of the things they said that i thought was really interesting was that um especially in mistborn um sanderson kind of does the same thing with the allimantic powers where he kind of shows them to you and they're obviously very complex but you don't necessarily get everything right away and there's a lot of things in that book and a lot of sanderson's writings i'm noticing it early like since they pointed it out i'm noticing it now as i've started way of kings um you know sanderson really asks for a lot of trust for his from his readers Mm -hmm. is what the legendarium guy says that he puts these things out there and he doesn't explain them a lot of times he kind of mentions things in passing he shows you these abilities a lot of times and kind of expects he knows that you don't know what it is and he expects you to have the patience to say i'm gonna like it's gonna be revealed i'm gonna get it there's gonna be a payoff and, and it's gonna be worth my time even if i don't you know necessarily know exactly what's going on right now like that's okay um and i think that's true like he he doesn't he doesn't hit you over the head I don't feel like with explaining how everything works and making sure that you understand everything before we get into it, he really kind of throws you into the deep end. Um, but then I feel like he really does um, make it worth the time. You know, like one of the things I've always loved about his magic systems in all all of his works so far that I've read is how well thought out they are, how like he's, it's, you know, you talk about in science fiction, like hard science fiction and soft science fiction. I don't know if you're familiar with those terms. I think I'm getting that right. But like there's science. There's some science fiction that is based on science, right? That it takes mm-hmm. sound scientific principles and tries to apply them perhaps speculatively or in imaginative ways but saying like we're in the we're in a future a realistic future a future that makes sense based on the laws of nature that we know and then there's other science fiction that's that's soft science that's like star wars where it's like it doesn't really matter like why can they be on spaceships without helmets and, and you know like they don't take into account like they only have parsecs as the right you know as a unit of distance originally you know what i mean like like it's not really it doesn't really care about the science it cares about telling a story in space um and i i feel like that is what i think of with sanderson sometimes is that it's it's like some people when they make a magic system they don't really like magic is magic like you don't understand and that's okay but like for sanderson all of his systems are very logical they have rules that you can once you understand you you know how they work and they mm. work in the way they work. They have consequences. They have actions and reactions. Um, like you see that more most clearly, I think, in the Mistborn series with the Alimantic metals. And I thought there's a part where Kelsier explains it really well, where he's like, you know, if you push on something that's bigger than you, it's gonna push you. Like mm-hmm. you can't push a giant rock if you're a tiny person like any more than you could push it if you came and stood against it like the rules of nature still apply this just gives you a different way to use them and i i love that well thought out um like almost mathematical approach to magic um it's it's very engaging to me
0: yeah and vin keeps reflecting on that throughout the series like halfway through um (laughs) well of ages and right is that what it's called well of ascension well of ascension and she's yeah she um, combined the second and third book titles there but uh and she's like just fought some like large thugs and she was like thinking through that in her head you know like she's she's always keeping that in mind so that's yeah. it's definitely cool well so
1: what did you think then of the magic system and the colors and the breath and the awakening and all that good stuff like once you oh yeah once
0: you came back to it and really got to to understand it well, I think like just as one more aside really quickly, is I think sure. that like you said, he does this a lot, right? I think that I also struggled with Mistborn, because like like it was just kind of also a slower beginning. I think really Way of Kings, I think, is an exception though. Because Way of Kings doesn't have a slow beginning. It starts almost immediately off with Zeth assassinating
1: yeah, um, Ga- the Ga- prologue's
0: pretty good. And that's yeah. when you are introduced to to surge binding. And that's and so like even though you don't really know what's happening or what's going on, it's very adrenaline it's very adrenaline. Um, you know um, fuel, fueling and so I think that uh, that was a way he sucked the, uh, like sucked me into the way of Kings right off the bat I'm like I don't know what's happening but like this is super cool where it's like the beginning of Warbreaker he's arranging clothes at the bottom of his prison cell and I'm like what what is this <laughs> so but yeah ultimately I, I like I, I really liked the system I thought that um, I liked one thing I thought was really cool that like is a big part of it is just like the interplay of people when it comes to breath how like How like they can like tell like they become able to tell who has breath once the more yeah the more you have the better you can yeah and like even just some Mm -hmm. of the stuff like perfect pitch like how it would affect even just. Per, like, honestly, of any of the magical systems in any of the books, this is the one I'd be most, I'd be most interested in having breath over really anything else, just for that, mm-hmm. like perception defining ability. It's a much
1: more passive system, right? Like both Stormlight and Alamancy, it's like, it gives you the ability to do something, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the breath really just allows you to experience, it's very passive. It just enhances your feeling of being alive, um which i guess uh, maybe we're jumping around a little bit but you know one thing i was a little disappointed about in this book is i had heard there was a lot of cosmere related stuff in it Mm. and other than a couple cosme related characters there's not a lot of like high level cosme related stuff like and i can't go too deep into this because uh a lot of what i would talk about would be in what happens in Mistborn, and especially in the third book, and you're not mm. there yet, but in the third book, there's a lot, you get a lot more into like the theology a little bit. Mm. And you probably remember that we could talk about it in terms of Way of Kings with honor and cultivation and mm. odium, these aspects, these essentially godlike powers that kind of are part of this world. And we didn't really get into that in Warbreaker. Like we know that there's obviously something, there's like the gods of warbreaker are not really gods they're they're people who are heralded as gods because they're <laughs> returned but we know i would say we know from light song's final like breakthrough vision where he remembers he finally remembers his death and he remembers essentially the afterlife like seeing a vision of the future and being offered a chance to return and become and, and make a difference um, like obviously something something gave him that choice Hmm. right and so like it's it's interesting to me to think about like what aspects like what aspects govern this particular world they must be very like when you when you consider that the powers that are in each world are uh, in a in a large part based on the deities that are there um it's interesting to me to think like what kind of life-giving source you know like something that lets you basically be more alive by having more breath. Like what an interesting what an interesting god that must be. Like I wish we'd learned more about that. Yeah. That was probably my biggest disappointment with the book is that we didn't get into to that as much.
0: One thing that excites me cuz when it ended I was like man I'm really disappointed that this is over. Like I've gotten used to <laughs> with Stormlight Archives, there's a series, and then with yeah and now or series. But then when you direct me to that chronological list on his site, it looks like there yes. is going to be a sequel. Yes, and, there is a and with Breaker how this book ends, I, I'm very interested in, in what uh, if it is a true sequel. What uh, what happens?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like at some point we'll find out, right? Like there's obviously there's certain characters in Warbreaker that show up in the Stormlight Archive, and I think it's fair to say, based on what we know from Warbreaker, like that timeline's fairly tight. I'll be interested as I reread the Stormlight Archive to see if I can piece more together now that I know his history. But like, I don't get the feeling that Warbreaker happens after Stormlight or even necessarily concurrently with Stormlight. Like it seems to me that the sword and Vasher are further down the line. So there's a missing piece Right, between what happens from between the end of Warbreaker and like how do they get from like they're not going to Roshar? It doesn't seem like so. How right. do they get there? What happens to Viviana? Like obviously, I, I don't think we've seen her show up. Like so, yeah, there's definitely some questions there uh, that that I'm excited to see the answers to. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I haven't re. I'm still like two. I think I'm on chapter four of Way of Kings. Um, because i think because i read so hard on sunday i've I've been a little like i think i'm just 60 pages in or so and i was very busy at work today so i did not have any time to read um uh not that i ever read at work i don't know what you're talking about um (laughs) but um but yeah it's uh it's uh it'll be interesting i'm very much looking forward to, to seeing these characters recur now in stormlight knowing their history which i never knew before yeah. What did you think of the um the different like what like was there anything that you predicted as you were reading through like how how much did you figure out of the twists and turns of the story like did you think yeah, um, I,
0: don't, I don't think I figured out a lot of the major ones. Um, what
1: did you think of Cy, Cy, Cy Weaver, Blush Weaver? Blush Weaver? Blush Weaver. Did you think she was good or bad?
0: I thought she was conniving. I thought she was, she was going to try to use the soldiers. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting twist
1: the way, like, not that she wasn't that she was more like just being manipulated, that she wasn't really that important. And for her to be, you know, dealt with so swiftly, I thought was really sad. That was shocking. Yes. Surprised me. Surprised me a lot. I I mean, I see that coming
0: of any of the books. I mean, I don't know about Mist- Mistborn, obviously had the really big, and I mean, this is mainly a spoiler on, War- we're trying not to do too many spoilers in other books, but uh, like Mistborn had maybe a couple, like there were like, that last half of this book, I felt like was just full of shocks for me. Like I've yeah. really see a lot of the major, like honestly, starting with, um viviana's betrayal by the bodyguards like that just, yeah. like, i did not see that coming and then it's weird because you know then she almost immediately in the next few chapters talks about all the hints that should have told her about it and yeah. as a reader i'm like well yeah you're right like they were constantly saying they couldn't be trusted you know the guy kept losing his animals like why did you trust these people <laughs> like why did i trust them like it, it it did a great
1: job of illustrating exactly exactly what made her fall prey to them is that like it's hard you don't it's hard to reconcile a likable person who's not a good person Mm -hmm. and i think you know we've probably all maybe met people like that who like just be like it's easy to have a concept of of evil or bad or wrong and think that's easily identifiable and easily repugnant but like i think there can be people who are very charismatic and very likable who are are horrible horrible people deep down and who do terrible things and it's and that seems to me what happened there right that you know we as a reader like i liked denth and 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 tolfa like i thought they were funny like they were hilarious and like When you like somebody, it makes you less likely to suspect them. Um, So, yeah, I thought, I mean, I think that's, those are the best kinds of cons when a character in a book or a movie can be conned in the exact same way that you con the reader. If you can con them both the exact same way for the exact same reasons, like that's what makes you look back and say, Oh, like, You're so right. Like you feel, you feel, you feel, you never feel more empathy with a character than when you fall prey to the exact same thing that they did. Like, it's not like they fooled her by, by something that we didn't see. Like we were, we were, he gave us the same opportunity that she he gave her to, to know that something was amiss. And, you know, like you said, both of us, you know, would have, would have, would have been backstabbed as well.
0: I do like the game book and I don't think he does this often like he, he doesn't really write in like an omnipotent style of authorship like it's not like you are fully removed from any of the characters and see like as a god would which some authors some stories are told that way yeah like you said then the viewer becomes this person who's like oh don't fall for that don't do this like I think the only time I even in Mistborn I don't know that like the only time I can think of in a book like in the wave in the Stormlight archives where he kind of took like the viewpoint of an unsavory character was there were a few chapters of focus focus on Sidious in, the, in those books but uh like there's like very short like I mean I think that maybe there's an interlude a Sidious, I forget but there's only like one or two times that maybe you you see from the perspective of, of Sidious but besides that I think like I can't remember in Mistborn or in Warbreaker that it ever took you know what I mean that he ever told the story from a viewpoint besides like a protagonist. <clears throat>
1: i'm trying to think and i think you might be right
0: i mean there's the yeah. because, uh, i mean but she's kind of a protagonist to a certain extent
1: yeah well that's that's the problem isn't it that like what's a protagonist <laughs> yeah that there's shades of gray right like yeah. i can think of definitely some people who get protagonist viewpoints in the third book All
0: but right. like oh
1: there's 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 still shades of gray there that, that right. you can determine like but yeah, very, very, very interesting. I'll, um, we'll have to do another one of these once you finish. Um, yeah. uh, well, I'll have to wait until you finish *Hero of Ages* because yeah. I won't be able to not spoil things. I don't think it's too hard. <laughs> um, you know, the thing I didn't catch very much. There wasn't a lot that I was really able to predict. Um, I did not see the you know blue fingers and his faction yeah. being oh, that, the, ones the things. like
0: yeah that totally once again threw it yeah. over like threw that over your eyes like, and
1: you know it's sad because i should have like i know that trick that's an old trick right <laughs> is make make two people one who's more friendly and one who's more like he does it twice right he does it with denth and with um vasher but then he also does it with you know blue fingers is more like grudgingly helpful whereas um Versides is or Tersides? What's that dude's dude's name? I lost it.
0: The head, head, the head priest of the
1: god king. It's it's or something like that. Um,
0: Which I found interesting because Trilides, Trilides,
1: Trilides, which is interesting. Like, did you notice that Denth's real name was Vara, Talides or whatever? Like, it was Vara plus that name. Like they were very Uh, similar. And I thought that was very interesting, but um I didn't even through the end of it, I didn't catch like what the significance of that would have been. Um but regardless, you know, he's kind of the grumpy mean one. And it's like that's a very whenever they set somebody up to be disliked, you had like that's always a red flag as a reader. Like when somebody gets set up as a as a clear, oh, I don't like that guy, he's a dick like you go, you always have to be a little bit skeptical like just because you don't like him does that mean he's mm. bad just because you like him does that mean he's good that's the exact yeah. trap that we fell into and
0: i feel like i should have known better
1: but <laughs> i think i think
0: <laughs> he got me <laughs> one thing that I think we both probably were probably happy about because I think probably playing off that idea of is someone good is, I mean, they're not good is we both you had talk talked about his, his yes. priest and what hoping that he was going to actually be good. And, and so he did.
1: Yes. You know, and he, I, I was very happy. That was, a, uh, uh, was it Larimar? Yeah. Laramar. Um, I was glad that he wasn't, uh, that he wasn't sinister because I wanted to like him. Um, you know, the one there was, there was was one thing that I did know was going to happen that I, that I felt that I patted myself on the back a little bit when I got it is like, as, as we were reading through, they kept making reference to the statues all around the city. And I was like, those statues are coming to life because they said something about like bone and metal are really hard. And it would take somebody of immense power (laughs) to animate bone or metal. And like, then they kept talking about these statues like over and over. And like, I was like, there's no way these statues do not come to life in some capacity. I did not catch that it was his phantoms. Like, I didn't realize that the statues was that phantom army. I still yeah. assume those were out in the jungle or something. But like, I, I, when they, when he got those statues moving, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I knew that one.
0: Yeah, so, I wonder I'm if we played into that. Sanderson's master plan though. Cause oh, yeah. that's also the thing that I patted myself on the back about because oh, is it? Also throughout the book, I was like, these statues are gonna he keeps Little, mentioning the these dumb statues. And I wonder if he was just like he's just feeding his audience, yeah. like, think you're so smart. You can, you can have one. You can have one. You gotta give them an easy one here or there, you know, for sure. Um, I loved that scene in the cause I was really starting to like like kind of root that Light Eyes was maybe a detective or something, you know, like he was starting to like he was enjoying like oh, solving stuff and light like, song. Light song. What, what did I say? You said light eyes, but you're, light thinking, eyes. Of, yeah, you're thinking of you're yeah. thinking light yeah, light of him. light song. Light yeah. song. Yeah. Um. I was really hoping that like he was actually a detective. <laughs> like he was finding his calling in life, whatever. And then like I love that scene in a dungeon when Laramar looks at him and says, "You were a scribe." <laughs> like,
1: you- <laughs> but it, it was cool oh, though how they is. twisted it right um, that like <laughs> when he has that final memory and remembers himself that he was he was a detective in a way like he was about finding people he was basically an mm-hmm. auditor like he would find people's money he would find out yeah. why did these like he had that same analytical mind it just maybe wasn't quite as glorious as uh yeah. as he would have hoped but like i thought that was a cool way to not just like like a lazier author would have just been like you know okay you you thought you were a detective (laughs) but that was just kind of like you're a fucking delusional god right like you could easily written that off but instead he makes a way to like make it be true from a certain point of view so that it like okay it makes sense why he was having those feelings even though it wasn't what he thought it was That's yeah
0: I forgot about that part so that's
1: something I always appreciate and one of the reasons I love Sanderson's books and we've talked about this you know, I think in relation to Star Wars and some of the other discussions we've had, that like internal consistency is such a huge part in getting people to buy into a story. Like, and I feel like Sanderson does his internal consistency very well. Like, there's very few times where I'm like, if it's something I don't understand or I'm, or I, it's confusing, like, why would this be? usually there's an answer that just hasn't been written yet. Not that there's not an answer. And like, I've got come to trust that like, he's just not the kind, he's just not the kind of author who just like throw, pulls things out of his ass for shock value or to, to to get you excited or to hook you in. Like everything has a reason, everything has a cause and effect and, and, and is connected. And I just find that very, very enjoyable to, it kind of brings you into the world. It makes you want to, to know everything there is to know about it.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Who were, uh, who were your favorite chapters to read as you read this? I think like like when I read Way of Kings, I don't dislike Shallan, but it's always the Kaladin chapters that drive me. Like I, I always really enjoy Kaladin. So was there anybody like that for you? Like when you were reading and is jumping back and forth between all these
0: people, like whose chapters were the most compelling to you to read? I think by the end of the book, I didn't really have a preference, which is interesting for his. Because by the end of the book, they were all so good. Like, yeah, you, I, you wanted to know the where point. they were yeah. all going. Yeah, I think early Maybe on, earlier on, or mid yeah.
1: midway through, perhaps. Like,
0: I think I I found um when Siri's sister showed up on the screen, and like I don't knock me as good with names, Viviana. Um, Viviana, the, when she showed then, up on the, the screen,
1: then, the, I could never pronounce it quite right. Yeah, her, v- first. Then, uh,
0: her first chapter, I think, or two, I wasn't super into, but like she was probably the one that I got most invested into quickly. Like the whole idea of like kind of this like underground movement, the development Mm. of her with Denth um, and Typhon. And then I really thought the, like her poverty chapters were some of the most interesting things I've read in a book ever. Like just talking about like someone like being that, low like i mean you think like kaladin with the bridgeman is low and i think they're both equally yeah. low in different ways but like yeah but she doesn't even like almost have the option of death like you know he he stares into the chasm and decides not to throw himself in she's just like about i don't know like i, I really i think yeah. i came like a lot i think the first time i saw like my first time light song took me a well while to warm up to and siri like while i definitely liked siri's content i don't know that i ever like really felt super attached to siri like um yeah how about you? Uh, you know, I Vasher was obviously the most interesting
1: to me and the one I was watching the closest, but he wasn't in it a whole lot early on and midway through. He kind of had Vasher sightings, and that was about it. Um, I was kind of the opposite. I actually liked I liked Siri a lot more than I thought I would. Like the whole like when they first introduced her, I was not <laughs> like up basically up until the part where she first gets sent to the God King. I'm just like Okay. Like whatever. Like it wasn't bad, but like, I I was not super interested in it, but like, I thought that the whole thing with the God King really did kind of suck me in the way he was, you know, he didn't turn out to be what everybody Mm -hmm. thought. Like he was so different. And then like the way they kind of built that relationship that way, I was very interested and I wanted to know what's happening. And then light song was was always enjoyable because he was written very humorously and so you know the humorous chapters always like i you probably know i like that about kelsier like i like kind of the fast talking you know wit in in uh yeah. in 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 stormlight like the, the the ones who are snappy have the snappy dialogue like i, I always appreciate that and um so he i was i was curious about him and i i wanted more of him and siri to kind of work together and they did a little bit but like even up through the end like it never really materialized you know like you kind they, she, he kind of laid the groundwork for that where it's like he's she's going to talk to him like that, like they like her and the god king make this plan to 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 get the word out and she's on his her her way to his box and it's like all right finally like they're finally going to team up and they're going to share their information Mm -hmm. and they're going to do something and then she gets derailed and like they never even like they basically don't meet again i don't know if they ever even do meet again
0: does he meet at yeah is he not part at the end i don't i don't think that's of viviana and then the god king and her right
1: yeah because he gives his final gives breath, breath right yeah. to the god king and yeah. she's still upstairs with uh with blue fingers yeah so they yeah they never actually meet each other again yeah um which is sad to think, think about so like that never even happens they, that never happens um and that but that's what i was kind of waiting for most of the book and then <clears throat> the Viviana parts were okay. Like, again, I like talking about the, the slick talking characters. I thought that Denth was like, I loved his, see, this is why mercenaries get a bad rap. You know <laughs> what I hate about is it? because yeah. you, like, that was, that was classic, like very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Um,
0: i i really did like so as much as most of series stuff didn't didn't intrigue me the relationship with the god king i thought was yeah. really well done and just how slowly it developed and just honestly like even like how much she didn't really want it to develop because because yeah. she as she came to care for him she knew that as soon as they got physical like then that would be was playing be into this you know yeah, yeah trouble um and so like basically just like they really were just like became best friends you know what i mean and just like i don't know i thought yeah i thought that that was a really cool subplot
1: the um the other thing that i think is really interesting to change gears is and again i i need to i need i think i i don't it's because i don't remember oathbringer i feel like this is addressed in (laughs) oathbringer so so you so you probably know this but like you know when when Vasher take actually draws Nightblood and is using him, and it's draining his breath. Um, like obviously they don't have breath in Stormlight, so I feel like it's feeding off Stormlight. It does. But like yeah. it's like I think that goes back to something else, which is like it's interesting to me having read now. Like this book is much more interesting to me having read Mistborn and having read Stormlight to think about that all these powers are really the same power, just yeah. applied differently. I think we talked offline about this slightly, or maybe I was talking to Chains about it. But like, you know, Alamancy, like at its source, I think is the same what is called in the Cosmere investiture mm. as breath. As stormlight, like these are the things, like they're all just different manifestations of a of the same power, and so it's going to be very interesting to me when some of these people do. Like we already see it a little bit with if you're use if you're in the stormlight world using using something and that consumes breath, you're able to fuse it with stormlight instead. And so like as we get to more of these like crossover um, mm-hmm. things, where like some of these like Alamancers are interacting with, with Stormborn and and all these other things. Like, how how are some of these powers going to meld and shift and maybe be used together? And like, you know, what if what if Kaladin has a child with someone from who's an Alamancer and you have Stormlight and Alamancy and like, what kind of weird shenanigans can you get up to if you can use both of these powers? You know, like. Yeah. Like, I I almost wonder if if in the end we're going to see, like, somebody who has access to everything who can yeah. use alamance, who can use breath, who can use stormlight. And is like a, like amazing at all of them. Can bring good.
0: balance to investiture, the chosen one. <laughs> <Right. laughs> prophecy is foretold. Yeah, well, you, I wonder uh, if that's where we're going with this, if there's going to be some kind of I kind I, I of hope it's not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it'd be cool seeing, like, I think it'd be cool if he did go the route of, like, these kind of, like, love, crossbook love stories and some of those. I I, I personally would hope that he will. I personally hope that you don't end up with a character that has everything. That just seems too, like, the one-ish, which maybe yeah. that is the end and goal of most you know, mythologies. I, or, I you feel know, like I have to trust Sanderson
1: that he has stayed away from, not that there, I mean, there's tropes in every <laughs> no. novel. You can't get away from it, but he hasn't been very derivative. His His plots, to me, have never been very... You know, cookie cutter like, oh, I know what's coming with this, or like, oh, I've heard this one before. You know, like it. He always has enough twists and enough unique stuff that I feel like I trust that if he did do something like that, that it would be that it would be handled well.
0: I mean, I think it will be very interesting to read Oathbringer again because yes. it'll be. Oh, I absolutely. really do want to pay attention to to night to um, is it Nightblood? Night want to pay okay. attention to Nightblood a bit more. I do remember because Zeth ends up with with Nightblood. I do remember that like it is very hard for him to draw it. Like it like immediately starts draining, draining it him. And then, but I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I feel like at some point in like the major battle of Oathbringer, Lift ends up with it. And it, it interacts differently with Lyft than it does Zeth. And I don't know if you remember this. I'd forgotten this. She's an interlude. She's, she's in, an I interlude, think in in but the works of maybe. Dance. She's also an edge dancer. But do you remember how she she's gets her? Her, yeah, then she f- it's is from food, isn't from it? food, from and he never it, explains yeah. that. And I think at the time when all I had read was you know Stormlight Archives books, I'm like, well, I guess that just they get it from different ways. But it's so different from anyone else, unless it's like an edge dancer trait. I, I don't know, like, could it be, what if she's like a crossover character? But I guess she's an could edge dancer. Be. I don't know. I guess that doesn't make sense. Maybe they do just get their, maybe they just get their investiture from food. Uh, no. Have
1: you read edge dancer?
0: Yeah, I've got it right here. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Okay, so it doesn't, yeah. I was going to say, maybe it, uh, I don't think,
0: no, I don't think it explains Maybe
1: it, it explains it in that because I haven't read that yet. Oh, that's, but um, I would uh, highly
0: recommend it. it, uh, it yeah, it really, no, it's, yeah, it's, I don't want to say, yeah.
1: I'm going to go, I'm going through, um, so I'm on way of Kings. I'll do, I'm going straight up after that. It'll be words of radiance, edge <laughs> dancer. Oathbringer book four with a rhythm of war when it comes out, and then I'll decide I'm probably gonna read Elantris after that. And then, probably, then I have the the next trilogy of Mistborn. It's actually, I think there's actually four, but only three are out.
0: Um, Is it wait? Are you sure it's not three and only two are out?
1: No, there's definitely three out because I have all three, but I think there's a fourth one in that middle sec. I I think it's 10 Mistborn books, just like Mm 10. 10 stormlight books it's a lot of books in the cosmere a lot lot of books
0: a lot of thoughts in brandon's head yeah
1: all right any other any other topics that you want to discuss i think i've i think i've pretty much run my course on what i was looking for
0: yeah uh one that comes to mind is uh you had mentioned that you thought you knew who vasher was in the stormlight archives or you had an inkling and i wonder as i I think you mentioned that am i am i misrepresenting you yeah So, so so when you mentioned that the other day i was like I was like what and then I was after I read the book I think I think I had just read Words of Radiance so I was kind of thinking back to a character who uses who I don't know speaks in an odd way and who I don't know who so who do you think Vasher is I thought Vasher was the um was Adolin's
1: like trainer the master of arms Z- Zahel
0: there's Zahel whatever yeah however you pronounce Zahel yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that that was who he was. Well, and the interesting and thing is... He yeah. says some things, I remember, that make it sound like he's not from around there. Well, that... And, yeah, sorry. No. But yeah, yeah I, I haven't reread that yet, so you save that for me. Don't uh, right, don't say don't spoil. Right, Yeah, right. yeah right. I don't want to get to that. Sorry. yeah, I'm, I'm really mm. interested in rereading that with New Light. That's yeah. actually one of the things I'm most
0: interested the in. The things he says are i think the biggest clue even though potentially they don't really match up with the way he speaks in like as vasher but right i don't because i'd be interested in talking to you because i think you could make a very strong argument but at the same time i think you could say you're really stretching at the same time because like okay. it, yeah. it leans towards it but at the same time you're like eh, i don't know we like, will have to see and i mean that that's the other thing too is we just don't
1: know how long has passed yeah. and because we know that from what we know now in warbreaker that yeah. that um the, that their breath if they have enough breath that basically grants them immortality like they stop aging mm. so provided he has enough breath he could have lived for you know million this, this, i mean this could be said millions of years in the past or it could be set like you know 20 minutes like we just don't know but <laughs> um uh, that was the other thing that i thought was kind of a twist of this book is that like okay the book was called Warbreaker, and like i got all the way to the end and i didn't ever really think about why it was called that i never really stopped to th- to realize as i'm like one page from the end of the book like we never actually heard what is warbreaker what is that referencing like and then mm. the literally like the third to last sentence you find out what warbreaker is and it's like how did I not like even have any curiosity about what that? What was it?
0: I don't remember what it was. That,
1: that's what that, that's his other name. name. Of the ship?
0: Oh, wait. No, who's that's other? That,
1: that's uh, that's Fasher's other name.
0: Fasher's other name. All right, yeah. I forgot that.
1: Yeah, it was called. Um,
0: he says, uh,
1: <sighs> when I came back, <coughs> returned, however, I did get a name. He finally said the cult of the returned uh, yeah. those who eventually founded the halogen iridescent tones found me and kept me alive with breaths. They gave me a name. I didn't like it much. Didn't seem to fit me. Well, she asked, what was it? Warbreaker, the peaceful. He finally admitted. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: So, uh, you know, <clears throat> like, and I read that. and I was like, how did I not even have any curiosity why this was called Warbreaker?" Like literally until, until the very very end so i just thought that was kind of clever that i'm like i could be so engrossed that i don't even care what the, the name of the story is <laughs>
0: yeah i wonder if um there's more speculation but okay. does viviana pick does she pick up the investiture system fast does it talk about that like does it seem like she's like yes. when he starts training her that she just like starts like almost like a vin scenario in in mistborn where bit, like yeah. I wonder if she, like, I wonder if she is going to be a larger character, like, going forward, potentially in a combination, like, in Warbreaker 2, and then in a combination series. Like, if you have these almost, like, kind of Kaladin, and, like, way, you know, and, like, he just, like, was practicing Surge Binding in certain elements, almost, like, without even knowing that he was Surge Binder. Like, if you'll have these almost, like, you know, primal, like, not elements, but, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, magic users that will.
1: yeah. Well, that I mean, that's something I give a lot of thought to because there, as as we've talked offline about, there's the Stormlight Archive is meant to be five books, then a time break of some length, and then an additional five books. And I'm curious how long that time break is, and like, will most, will many, any of the characters really from the first five books make it to that second half? Like, like you, you could very. Easily speculate that like a lot like my understanding is that like the second Mistborn trilogy, if you want to call it that four book set, is set fairly far down the line from the oh. first one. Like I don't know that there's any uh, characters that that come across like I like it's it's set like hundreds of years later. Is my understanding again? I haven't read it, but that's what I that's what I believe. Like I think it's like the time has changed a little bit like the technology is different like it's a different world almost um and so like i wonder if it's gonna be like like you think of stormlight and so much of the of stormlight is like kaladin and um dalinar and shallon and like, like they've been so center to that story like is it really even going to be about them like is or is their art going to come to an end and it's going to be set you know, their children are, you know, children of, of, you know, descendants, things like that. Like weird to think about weird to think about. And then like, again, how all these other characters from other books, where do they tie in? Like the biggest Cosmere question I would like answered is like, I want like, and I'm sure like, he can't give this right now because it's probably too spoilery, but like, I want like a timeline, like where, where do these fit? We just don't know like we kind i feel like we kind of assume that stormlight is like the now like that's the main ship but we don't even necessarily know that like how does where is misborn in relation to like misborn one versus stormlight one like relatively to each other where does warbreaker fit in like that that's what i am most
0: curious about who is wit in the end
1: and how Old is he? Is he ageless? Does he like?
0: Well, there is, and I don't know if you've gotten to that. I don't think you have. i have interested in you. Um, i have interested in you, like if you pay specifically attention, specific attention to this because I didn't write it down or highlight it or or whatnot. But there's the scene. I think when if I think I think it's Catal- one of the kaladin's interactions with Wit. He like kind of asks him who he is, and he makes. It very I mean, I think he makes a very interesting comment to the extent of like he's not really good in terms of it's like a- what. I think it's actually dalinar
1: i think if i remember correctly dalinar? i think it's that time is it that, dalinar's at that he's at that feast that outdoor yeah. feast and he yeah. talks to him and he he tries to basically be like what you know because wit's like, sympathetic to him, him right i think yes. like it's when dalinar's becoming, right. isolated
0: right. becoming isolated and he's at a table and wits right. down and dalinar's like what is he doing sitting next to me and yes. he's like that's the, the conversation the yeah I think so.
1: dalinar, it's
0: almost like a dalinar's like are you for like kind of like an are you for a situation almost and he's like i'm not right for anyone like i could i if i get what i want i'd be happy seeing this world burn almost kind of but like like i think it is kind of stark like that but like that idea of almost like i almost wonder if he is involved in more of like the immortal aspect of the gods of this realm and that idea of like gods having like a higher like morality or like level of knowledge than like the create you know create the you know creation that like maybe he could be good just not good as like the people living on ron roshar (laughs) you know not maybe not what they in their in their 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 lives view is good like you know a bigger picture you you could certainly make Um, the argument that
1: that the best thing for the planet earth might not necessarily be the best thing for the humans on earth yeah so maybe that's where you kind of i feel like what you're getting at a little bit yeah yeah we've kind of we've kind of broken off a war breaker and gotten a little bit deeper but (laughs) that's that's natural um
0: anything else Any, any final thoughts or should we wrap this up um, I think we're getting close to wrapping it up. I don't know. I'm trying to think there's just there was a lot of stuff. Um Yeah, I thought the I mean the lifeless was an interesting idea, you know, the the idea of these like uh creatures that could be reanimated and controlled. Um Yes. Yeah. I wish that uh, I kind of wish did they did they did touch on the one lifeless that Denth that lady that was with Denth and, and Typhon controlled? Did they touch on like they they knew him, right? <laughs> was that the deal or like They they definitely made so originally
1: they the explanation they gave Vivenna was that he that basically lifeless retain something of their previous skills and that he was better because he they paid a lot for him which is is an interesting you could you could read that a couple of different ways like you assume you paid top dollar for a soldier but like perhaps the price was not in coin you know maybe they gave up a lot in a way maybe being someone they knew to like turn somebody they know into life as i don't know because then there was something there was something there were a couple times where you felt like like there was something more going on with him
0: well did you have an assumption did you have any thoughts about that because i had a thought it just never won- confirmed the thought i
1: wondered i wondered if it was that dude who uh, Ar- Arthrax or whatever. Yeah, the Arth- Vasher
0: had beaten in a duel. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um Let me see. Sorry, I can get his name here cuz I know where it is. R <clears throat> Steel.
0: Yeah, I wondered that as well.
1: You wanted to know how I killed R Steel Vasher said. Well, now you do. Um I cuz you know the only time when Vasher sees it, he says he refers to it as an abomination. Mm. Um, and he doesn't seem to think that way about all lifeless right like and that would make sense like imagine if if you kill me in a duel I used to be your friend but for some reason we have to fight and you kill me in a duel and then van animates my body and uses me as a bodyguard you'd probably have strong feelings about that like uh, like you probably would. You know, be kind of weird. So, you know, in many, many ways, that is what I thought that is what I thought was that maybe it was our steel that was the only kind of thing that made sense. But I don't, if they confirmed that I did not, I don't think they did. I did not catch it.
0: But I think it's kind of cool that there are like, on. I think Brandon Sanders is good about that kind of stuff where he doesn't feel like every... Every loose end has to be tied up perfectly. Right. You know, he well,
1: I mean, there's a there's a war breaker too eventually, yeah, and so there may know. be more. And because remember, that's the thing is, remember that Tolfa and what was the chick's name? Sparks or I don't remember. I forget I the girl. The, yeah. the The chick that was with them and um and that dude and that lifeless were did not they they escaped. Yeah. So. Sorry, I was trying to look real fast.
0: They I weren't as, as scary as Dent though, you know.
1: They weren't. But like that the fact that they're still around yeah. makes you think that that we may not be done with them, right? That yeah, yeah I don't know where did I forget that chick's name was. She wasn't that
0: notable. Yeah to me. I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm pretty good. I think that was yeah. All
1: right. Well we'll have to have another we'll have to have another discussion um once you're done with Missborn and of course we'll have to have another discussion once book four I'd, I'd say we should if we can let's try to do a pre-book four like like honestly like as close to book four release as we can and yeah. talk like you know for both of us oathbringer will be fresh in our minds after that because we'll probably both just read it we can talk about book four predictions what we hope to see what we want to see and then we can have a post-mortem after so if you liked these um these uh, out of focus podcasts about the uh, about the Brandon Sanderson Cosmere, we've got a couple more coming for you. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, if that's it, uh, thanks. Oh, anything? I any last always
0: be me and Smiley. It could be it me and Van, or Smiley and Van, or you know. Just.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Van and I were talking about trying to possibly set something up where we where we do some streaming, maybe do some streaming of Star Wars Squadrons. Nice. Uh, so I, that's going to be. We have to kind of figure out how to do that. I, I'm hoping maybe we can use Twitch and and like maybe i think we can find a way so so yeah hopefully it's more content. i was thinking about maybe doing some solo content and you know maybe showing you guys like bandit kings of ancient china or something crazy like that you know just to just to get us out there we got some we got a lot to share with the world focus target podcast so we have you know hopefully you'll you'll see some more from us hopefully that's something you want um but yeah any other final thoughts shy no all right well uh thanks for joining us on the uh out of focus podcast uh we enjoyed being with you this is smiley and uh see you next time